his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome in, Beamaz and Beamer here on WBEN uh, on Election Day. That's right. It's Election Day today. Happy? Do people say that Happy Election Day? Are you in a Happy Election Day mood? I mean, sure. All right. Whatever. Yes. <laughs> happy Election Day to everybody out there. Um, hope you find the time to go out there and vote. Uh, will a simple question? Will you? Are you voting today? Uh, yes or no? 8030930. We want to hear from you on election day as our coverage will continue throughout the day here on WBEM. Are you going out to vote today? Maybe you already did vote. Uh, yes or no? And why or why not? And I think the why not might be even more interesting than the yes. why. If you're not voting today, why not? Why are you not compelled to go to the polls? And if you do step out, why do you vote? Is it just because you always do? Or is there one thing in particular? Are you voting now and you, you know, maybe didn't vote before? Um, and this is something that, you know, uh, you only vote every four years in a presidential election cycle. Maybe something on the ballot this year compels you to go out and vote. Uh, we want to hear from you. 803-0930. Give us a call or uh, chime in on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board throughout the morning. And, and we know we'll see those numbers higher in the city of Buffalo. As I've been saying, this is the most attention a mayoral election has gotten in my lifetime. Um, and really going into Election Day, not really knowing who the clear front runner is, um, who's going to uh, run away with this, if anyone. Uh, but we know that turnout will be big in the city. I We don't know that for sure, though. I, and I am very uh, surprised by some of the early voting numbers that I thought were going to be a lot bigger than what we ended up seeing. Uh, you had a total in the city of Buffalo, uh, 15,000, uh, about 16,000 in total, a little over 15,000 uh, voting early in the general election. And that's not a lot. That is not a ton of votes. You had about 23,000 Democrats who voted in the primary. Very low turnout. In the mayoral primary, and that's a very low turnout. And this is every. This is overall. This isn't just Democrats. This is everybody in the early vote. Now, a vast majority of people still vote on Election Day, so we'll see that. But I thought there'd be a lot more interest because of the race, because I think you're less likely, we talked about this last week, you're less likely to wait until the week of 
or the day of to make up your mind on who you're voting for. You right. kind of have that in your mind already. I was surprised it wasn't much higher in the city of Buffalo, given all the attention that this has gotten. I mean, you look at the national car again, I think it was on CBS, their national uh, morning show. Uh, again, you, you heard uh, guests this morning from ABC News. It's one of the elections on a more local election day. Right. It's one of those, right, that you kind of have been circling on a national level. And, and there might be more national attention on this race than there are people in Buffalo who are really paying attention That's to true. what's going on. Because I'm. that's one of the things I'm going to be very interested to see uh, later on today. We might not know who wins right off the bat, but we will have an idea of how many people voted. And will that number be far greater? I mean, you would assume it would be much greater than in a normal uh, election year where the mayor is up for a, a re-election. But will that number be more? I don't know. See, I, I think that the number will be higher than 2017 or 2019, right? Looking at other local election years, um, 2017, the last time that the um, office of mayor was up, I, I think you'll see those numbers higher in the city. I don't think you're going to see the numbers of a presidential election, Brian, as you said. I mean, that's just, you know, that gets the media coverage. And, and it's funny, it's something we talked about on Hardline over the weekend. You know, you actually have more of a voice in a local election, right? You have less people voting. Uh, it's not a national election. It's not, uh, you know, your state all goes toward one candidate uh, like it does in the pri in the primary, in the presidential election. So you you do have a louder voice in a local election. And I'm with you. I'm surprised to see uh, the low turnout um, for early voting. But I do think you're going to have more people going to the polls uh, on the day on election day than early voting last year because right I mean COVID last year uh, people didn't want to get sick and not be able to go I know COVID is still around but I do think you're going to have more people making that day of trip to their polling location kind of a normal election day I'll be very surprised um, if the day of voting matches the low turnout for early voting I um, it, it, looking at the Volkswagen Vortra Park text board some of the comments that have already come in uh, from the city of Buffalo. People say so many people are uh, going to go out and vote. Everybody is talking about it. And, uh, you know, that is relative, right? That's like when I hear, oh, everybody's talking about it. Everybody you talk to may be talking about right. it. That's like Joe yesterday at the end of the show saying 20% of people are going to put up their Christmas tree this week. My poll did not uh, did not, did not reflect that, by the yeah, way. Yeah, um, <laughs> but that you know what I mean? That's... In your circle, if you're talking about it and you're looking at it a lot and people around you, right? Now, why does why do you think that 20% of people would be putting up their Christmas tree? Probably because uh, your wife is fine with it and she's all on board. <laughs> right. uh, other people in your family and people you talk to are, are kind of – and it's normal to you. And so you have maybe a, a bigger sense of, oh, you know, a lot of people who I talk to. So maybe that translates a little bit. I think that's true in the race, too. Just because you're talking about it, your friends are talking about it, won't necessarily translate to action at the polls. And it goes back to something we talked about last week, Brian. Uh, again, who's talking about it? Maybe people who can't even vote in the city. 
As I said, you mm-hmm. drive down Maple yeah, Road, no, there are Byron Brown and India Walton signs. If you live on Maple Road in Amherst, you cannot vote in the mayoral election. So, yeah, it's getting, as Brian said, a lot of national talk. It's getting a lot of Western New York talk. A lot of those people in Western New York talking about it cannot vote in that election. Let's go to the phones. Uh, we'll start with Dave in Amherst. Dave, uh, are you going to vote? Yes, or maybe you already did vote. I just, I actually just did vote. All right. So, what compels you? It says you're in Amherst, so I'm guess you're guessing you're voting in Amherst. I <laughs> hope, hopefully, if that's where you live. Um, what compelled you to head to the polls today? I, I don't know. I've, I've voted pretty much every year that I've been eligible to vote, which has been you know some 40 years now. And you go out and vote, and you know want to vote on uh, the front and the back page. But for the most part, it's become a joke. And I told your screener, I actually I voted for Amherst Town Supervisor, and I wrote down Byron Brown. <laughs> That's about what the vote is worth, in my opinion. Politics will remain a joke until term limits are imposed on every office. Dave, I think this is so interesting because you are kind of doing something that I've done before. You think it's such a waste, right? You're voting for somebody who's not even running in your town, uh, in your town supervisor uh, uh, box right there, yet you are still going out to the polls. And I've said this before, that I think a blank ballot is if you're sending that in, I mean, even if the message isn't being, you know, received at the other end, that can be your way of sending a message. I agree. I've actually, for the last multiple presidential elections and gubernatorial elections, have written in myself. Well, Dave, you'd probably be just as good a candidate. If you want to text us uh, your last name, maybe I'll write you in, too. (laughs) Dave, thanks so much. Uh, Maybe you'll have uh, two or three votes, uh, but thanks for the call. But Dave, you know, Dave brings up a good point because he talked about switching uh, that ballot over for the questions. I think so many people in New York would like to see that question of term limits uh, when it comes to local, county, and state offices. Um, I don't disagree with, with Dave. I think a lot of people here would like there to be a sixth question and that question to be, about term limits, uh, uh, a lot of people would like there to be a sixth, seventh, eighth question just uh, of uh, prop one, and uh, oh, having that true broken too. up just a little bit. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it. I, that. Is I like Dave's call because that's. I, I wonder how many people that is. I don't want to guess. I don't want to put a percentage on it, Joe. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to be uh, in the wrong here after uh, going after you yesterday, <laughs> but. I wonder how many people kind of go to the poll with, you know, that frame of mind or you're making a statement by you're voting, but you're not voting. Right. Right. Like Dave said, you might leave it blank. And I've done that. too. I voted. I've had ballots where I will fill in one bubble, leave the rest blank and be on my way because that's the only uh, race that compelled me. To cast a ballot for, and you can leave the rest blank. I think there are probably some people who care more about the propositions, depending on where you live, than care about anything else. Maybe you're flipping the ballot over, you leave the front blank, and you fill in all the props. Yeah, Um, Uh, you can do that every single. Now, I think most people kind of go through and pick and choose, and uh, you know, fill in the bubble for just about everything. But there are so many different ways to use your vote, and like I said, the message. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that it's being received on the other end. But 
your vote is your way of, you know, on the register, sending that political message, whatever it may be. And I do think it is, uh, and maybe it's just because I, I think this way and I've done it too. I do think it is a strong message to leave blanks, to send, to make the effort to go to the polls just to send in an empty ballot. I, I think that is a strong message. You'll also have people who want to vote for their third party, right? You, you've got the Libertarian Party that, you know, it depends on the year if it's going to be on the ballot or not. And that's all decided by the number of votes those lines get. So you have people that, you know, Libertarian, conservative, working families, they want to vote for candidates that are running on those lines. So that'll be on the ballot next year and also make a statement that way. Hey, I'm not for these two, this two-party system. I am voting to get this party some recognition and to keep them on the ballot. Absolutely. There's so many different reasons to head to the polls, 803-0930. Are you voting today? Yes or no? And why or why not? You can let us know on our Volkswagen and Orchard Park text board as well. Are you voting today, Joe? I am. I plan on voting right after work, uh, go to the gym, go to the store, and then right back, uh, right back at work at 7. Why? Why am I voting? I, I'm like Dave. I have voted every day since um, I was eligible at 18. You know, I, I pay a lot of attention to politics, um, read up on politics a lot. Uh, I'm very vocal about my politics, and I think I'd be a hypocrite to voice my opinion on politics and not at least go to the polls to, to answer those uh, propositions on the back at the very least. Yeah, I think part of the reason why I head to the poll is that um – you know, that feeling in the back of your head where uh, if something, you know, within the next couple of years happens that you don't like and you didn't head there, <laughs> head to the polls and you didn't at least make an effort to, you know, uh, have your voice be heard, um, it, it might make you feel a little weird about complaining about it on the other end. I also don't begrudge people. Well, I don't understand it because I listen. I, I don't think it's a huge inconvenience, especially here in Erie County. I mean, you look at places. We talk about this mostly in presidential years. You look at places across the country where you have these long lines out there. I mean, people are waiting hours yep. just to cast their ballot. You do not have that problem here <laughs> yeah. in Erie County, um, whether you're in the city or, you know, out in a, par a rural part or you're up in Niagara County where I am or you're in somewhere else in western New York. We, we do not have that problem. It's not a big inconvenience to go and make your voice be heard. But still, I, I don't begrudge people who don't vote and, and do it because I also think that that's sending a statement. And it's amazing that, you know, why I say I don't think it's being received if you hand in an empty ballot, the message that you're sending, it's because all the people who don't vote and aren't involved, that message hasn't been heard yet. And that's been going on for years after year after year, uh, for decades and decades. Half the people who are able to uh, take part in a great democracy right. don't feel compelled to. And that should send a very strong message. It seemingly doesn't. Especially, like I, like I said, in these local elections, I talked about this with Jacob Nyheisel. You know, I mean, these are ones that you see the results of every day. You may know some of the people on this ballot. It, it is 
it, it does surprise me that so few people want to go and vote. But Brian, there's a whole other reason to go there and leave your ballot blank or most of your ballot blank. Maybe you are uh, registered with one of the major parties and you're not happy with the candidates they're putting up. What's the better way to send a message than having your party have ballots that are empty, that aren't counting votes votes for that party? Maybe send a message to your party, to your party chair, that I'm not happy with the people you have running as representatives of the party I consider myself aligned with. And somebody chiming in on our text board, no one cares if you make a protest vote, you're wasting your time. Well, no one cares if you vote for your candidate, you're wasting your time. It can go both ways. You're, this is your your vote. Your voice, and you can use that however you want to I mean, at the polls. I mean, with that, with that, uh, with that line of thinking, when I voted for president last year, yeah. because I live in New York State, it didn't mean anything. Yeah. I still went and did it. You, you know, did. I still exercised my right to vote. It's your, it's your voice, no matter how you choose to use it. Exactly. Uh, we'll go over to Bob. Bob, did you vote, or are you going to vote? Well, I've already voted. Uh, I voted for myself six times. That's because out of 11 races, uh, the same candidates uh, were endorsed uh, on all the party lines, whether it was Republican or Democrat. I've noticed that. I'm getting a little confused. Uh, What are their values if they're being uh, held up by both parties? Uh, Because uh, both parties are like day and night. And uh, does that mean that the Republicans believe in the same things that the Democrats do? Is that why our country is so screwed up? So, well, I mean, I would think that a lot of people would say maybe it's the opposite, that two sides are so far apart. So you're looking at that as a negative. You know, Bob, this is an interesting one because I when I see that, you know, one person or only one option for a position that you're voting on, I oftentimes just leave that blank. And that is nothing on the candidate, unless, you know, I'm really compelled to vote for the candidate, uh, whoever that might be. But I often leave that blank just because I I like options. You know, I like having more than one choice uh, for whatever that is when I head to the polls. I Is that your issue or is your issue more on uh, the party should represent different things? Well, it's both, uh, because quite frankly, uh, I don't leave a blank. I go down to the write-in page and I write in my name because I want them to understand that I've taken a look at the ballot and understand there's only one name in the ballot. And then I look at who uh, is uh, endorsing who. So if it's working families, for example, and understanding where they are on the uh, pro-choice issues, uh, uh, that candidate is null and void, uh, period, because uh, it doesn't represent my values. And, uh, and I'll just say this to you is when you go to the back of the ballot and you take a look at for example uh, uh do you have a constitutional right to clean air well you go in your backyard and uh you start your barbecue and you put your barbecue sauce uh that's no longer clean air my friend that's uh dirty air and if your neighbor objects uh you better have a bucket of water and put your barbecue out because you've just violated uh, their constitutional rights uh to clean air and and this uh, part of the woods uh our barbecue our barbecue time is so short that, uh, well, you know what? I do enjoy starting up the grill, and for somebody else, oh, me too. Don't have the right. To- All right, Bob. Hey, Bob, appreciate the call. Good luck today in those six uh, those six elections that you voted yourself uh, for yourself. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, we'll see if your name is uh, called at the end of the day. Yeah, you know, and Bob does bring up the you know multiple parties, and I talked about this with uh, J.D. Pasquale and Brian Culpa over the weekend. You know, very interesting in today's politics, Brian, to see uh, to see a Democrat. Democrat run is also a conservative. Um, But it does remind you that in these local elections, uh, you can have someone who identifies one way, 
but is a conservative version of that. And Brian Coppola calls himself a conservative Democrat, just to clear up uh, something Bob said. I generally look at that the opposite of Bob. I look at that as a good thing. They like, agree I, on something. I want somebody who is not uh, so stuck in one lane ideologically. I want somebody who can you know, be viewed as something different uh, you know, depending on what the issue is. They're, right. they're not so hardline. They're a little flexible on this. They're willing to work with people in their community. Uh, but when you do see just one name on the line, it does kind of, you know, <laughs> stick with you. I tend to leave those blank often. Uh, are you voting? Did you vote already? Why? Yes or no? If you're on hold, uh, stay with us. Be Maz and Beamer on W. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams. Thanks for everything, mom and dad. Will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. W-B-E-N. It's Beamaz and Beamer. Now Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Well, that's right. It is the election day version of Beamaz and Beamer here on News Radio 930 WBEN going out to the polls today. Maybe you're in the city. Maybe you're Somewhere in Erie County, somewhere else in Erie County, or somewhere else in New York State, um, thinking about going to the polls, casting your votes, or leaving that ballot empty. But, you know, answering those questions on the back of the ballot, we'd like to hear from you. What brings you to the poll, and are you voting today? 803-0930, star 930, 803-0930 is also the way to get on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. Yeah. Um, are, are you voting? Why or why not? Let's head back to the phones. We'll go to John. John in Eden. John, are you voting today? Well, I voted already. I was just wondering why we had an opportunity to vote for a New York City proposition. That's all. I, hey, John, appreciate the question. I am not 100% sure why that is yeah. a statewide proposition. He's talking about Proposal 5. It deals with New York City courts. The way I understand it is basically bumping up the amount uh, that you can do in a civil court or that a civil court would oversee. Um, you know, that's one I look at and I'm like, who cares? Sure. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. I, I don't. Uh, the pro- Prop 5 is one of those. I, I'm not sure why that is a statewide thing. That seems like that shouldn't even be a city 
of voting on thing. That should just be something decided by your representatives right. of, you know, hey, we have these courts. They can handle this amount of work. Let's increase the claim amount. That I, I, I'm not sure that why seems that's like on a our city hall thing. Here. Yeah, <laughs> you would think so. Um, but no, I, good question as to why that's not over here. Uh, on those uh, proposals on the back of the ballot, you know, it's it's something I hope people do their homework on a little bit so that you don't go and you're just, uh, you know, reading the back of the ballot and figuring out, you know, what's going on. Uh, a lot of people leave them blank if that's the case. And, you know, as we said, you leave it blank. You don't uh, you weren't informed enough. Right. That's you know, that should be a message that you have to inform more people about it. It does say um, right on the front of the ballot, double sided ballot, vote both sides. Yeah. Um, well, no, no. I mean, purposefully leave them blank. Like, you oh. know, it's there. Yes. But you're okay. just I, I don't know anything about it. So I'm not going to vote yes or no. Why would I do that on something I don't know anything about? But uh, there are a few things. Um, a previous caller mentioned the right of each person to clean air and water in a healthful environment. And that is one of those things that's, you know, look, it's, it sounds great, obviously, but it is. And we spoke with uh, Rob Ort, who is the Senate Minority Leader, who's been campaigning against a lot of these ballot proposals. And, you know, he brings up the point that is immediately what I think is, what is the purpose of this? Right. Because it seems to me that the purpose of this is to only further cloud things up. Um, and I don't mean that as a pun or anything like that. But the right of each person to clean air and water in a healthful environment is, you know, something that I would think is kind of assumed in a courtroom if you really are having an issue. Um, now, do I think it's going to go as far as your neighbor filing a lawsuit against you for grilling hamburgers, like our caller said? I hope not. No, I no, I think that's a little outlandish. But you see the point being made there. It's just a vague statement. And why, if you're adding something to the state's Bill of Rights, and there's a reason for it, if we could be a little more specific. I like specifics. Yeah, that that might be. So that's what I'm you know, kind of thinking on that. I look at proposal number two and I ask, how much money is that going to cost? Uh, proposal number one is, you know, I would like this on the ballot next year as three or four different I was going to say, you wanted this one split up. It, it just does not seem like all of these things should be asked in one yes or no question. Freezing the number of state senators. Um, this requirement for assembly and Senate districts to be based on total population, including non-citizens, as well as people who are registered citizens. Also, uh, changing some of the uh, re redistricting uh, commission that was put in place in 2014. I, these are all separate issues. Yes. So to put them all in one yes or no question, I don't think is very fair. And then three and four have gotten a lot of uh, headlines recently, and those are mostly dealing with voting and i thought it was interesting and I, I think you can go back and listen to wben.com our conversation with rob ort earlier this morning that he brought up the idea that hey listen um, his conference republicans in the state senate in the assembly would be for this idea if it were accompanied by a voter id law and i I think that's a good thing to put to voters. Yes. You know, if that is the case, then that should be revisited. You know, same-day voter registration, no excuse absentee voting. 
right? I mean, those are good in theory. It seems like you're asking for a lot of complications, though. Um, exactly. Same-day voter registration, you go to the polls and you have a volunteer working there and they're asked to do on top of handing your ballot and you know checking the signature or whatever they're doing, they now have to register people to vote. Okay, but if you're going to ask this, can we at least have you show you know an a ID, form of ID, speed up part of the process? Yeah, and that would really alleviate any concern of, oh, hey, well, we couldn't really check, um, so but we had to give them the ballot. It is the law; they're allowed to vote. I, I would like to see this revisited with that provision next year, if that really is the I, case. I, I think that really satisfies everybody's concern on the issue. It would expand access to registration, which is you know pretty expansive as it is already. Yes. You can register up to 10 days before Election Day, uh, while also affording the security that so many people want of a voter ID program. And put that on the back of the ballot next year. And yep. Maybe that'll happen if these don't go through today. Yeah, I would have liked to see that. Like you said, number one should have been split up. I think to have three and four, there should have been a question about voter ID. I think it would have been very interesting to see if three and four passed along with a voter ID. If all three of those had passed, um, I think that would have been interesting. But I think you have to, to go with voter ID first. That passes. And then I'd feel better about three, uh, three or four. But right now, when there's so much questions, and I'm not saying rightfully so, but when there are so much questions about voter security, you have people questioning um, elections. It seems like an interesting time to put three and four on the ballot this year. Let's head back to the phones. We'll go over to Frank. Frank, uh, are you voting today? You know, I've already voted. I always do vote. And I can understand. I mean, I don't condone it, but I understand why people just don't vote. Because, you know, basically they fix, the, they feel the fix or the steel or the, the steering of it, the engineering of it all is already done. It's not on Election Day, but they've already steered you towards what the two-party system wants and you know they they give you the defeatist attitude if you don't do what they say you know that's it i mean look at the look at the mayor's mayor's race there are three candidates there's one republican candidate and two democrats and it's the best chance ever for us to get a republican in that buffalo city and they're actually going out of their way financing and endorsing the republicans financing and endorsing a democrat uh, it's it's insane. I mean, it, these losing strategies by the New York State GOP is what keeps New York State a Democrat-controlled state. Well, Frank, you know, Frank, thanks I, for the call I, on that point. I, I, that's just not true. To If Ben Carlisle was on the ballot as a Republican, what you said would be true. But he's not. He's a write-in candidate. And that, if you ask him, is his own doing he didn't want to be a part of either of the parties i if he were on the ballot what you said would be true it would be uh, you know one of the best chances that uh, a republican would have in the city of buffalo in a very long time but he's not on the ballot so what are you left with he's running a writing campaign and the mayor of buffalo who has been there for over a decade who everyone knows his name, is also running a write-in campaign. I, he is going to have a hard enough time getting people to write his name in and know how the process works to go up against somebody who is actually on the ballot. 
somebody whose name nobody knows. And, you know, you can say that's a failure of the media. You can say I, I would say that's just a matter of fact it is not it does not have the same opportunity to win as a write in as somebody who has been on your TV set, on your radio, in the hands of your paper, on your phone for the last 15 years. Also, Jazz Miles is running as a write-in, and he identifies himself as a Republican, but as Brian said, not on the ballot. I will agree with Frank this way. The Republicans really missed their shot by having a candidate. Now, I know that was before the, you know, obviously before anyone knew that Byron Brown would not win the primary, but the Republicans having the strategy by not running a candidate in the city of Buffalo to try to then get the county seats uh, literally blew up in their face this year um, because now you have two Democrats running and you're going to have a lot of Democrats showing up in the city of Buffalo. If you look at it that way, I agree with Frank that the Republicans really missed their shot by not running anyone in the mayoral election again this time around. Uh, I think it's a strategy that is not paying off. Uh, it has not paid off in other elections. Uh, and it's disappointing to see. Uh, that's them all continue. hindsight 2020. I mean, you, you can't really It is do hindsight that 2020. However, I, I think it would have been better I, for the party, for the county's party, to run a candidate regardless of what you thought would happen in that, the Democrat primary. That's a valid point. But you can't say from primary day to the election, like, oh, now's our shot. No, 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 no. In order to have that shot, right. you need to do what you were talking about. No, yeah. They they were wrong to not do it, and I would have said that before the Democrat primary. They should have had a candidate. And if you look at it that way, I see where Frank is talking about the, the Erie County Republican Party, which I have a lot of things to ask after this election about candidates and lack of candidates. Um, but I can see where the frustration is. I always think it's interesting where people point the finger. Uh, and Frank, uh, you know, I, I thought made a good point that he doesn't, uh, hold anything against people who don't head out to the polls. Uh, and I've always been of that mind, too, that I think a lot of people like to say, hey, oh, if you don't vote, you don't have a say, right? If you if you don't take the time out to vote once a year or twice a year or however many times you're able to, uh, you don't get to have a say in this. It's your duty to go out and do this. And I think it's a two-way street. Right. I, I do think it's up to the people running for office – it's up to people in government to give people a reason, right, to not uh, or to head to the polls and vote, to give people a reason to believe that anything is going to be different or stay the same, depending on who you vote for. And right now, half the people don't feel that way, that it matters who they vote for. And that, you know, I, I'm, a lot of people like to point the finger at, you know, what, uh, you know, that individual person who didn't head to the polls. And I think you could just as easily turn that around and say, well, hey, wait, hang on a second. What are we doing wrong here? Why half the people are sitting at home thinking that they just have, you know, no opinion. It doesn't matter. Or they think that, I mean, come on, you live in the United States, there's not many places around the world where you can do this to be able to head to the polls and know that your vote is counting, you know, not head to the polls and, you know, oh, wow, it's Putin again, you know, amazing. Um, it, you know, it is an amazing thing and how we have not really turned that into action for half the country. 
I, I don't want to blame that on voters as much as I want to blame that on, you know, what, what we're doing wrong in government. Right. No. And um, someone's on the text board, Brian, something we brought up earlier. Uh, why Brian Brown could not have been a conservative Democrat. It's exactly what you said. People did not expect him to lose the primary. So these all of that would have had to been done before the primary. It's this hindsight is 2020 thing. No one thought we would be in this position with the mayoral race. That's why he's not on another ballot or another party. You have to have that stuff in before primary day. And that is uh, where we find ourselves today. Another thing we were talking about, uh, why the New York City proposition was on the ballot. And this comes from someone who would know that very well. The judiciary is set up in the state constitution, and that includes New York City district courts. In order to change it, there has to be a constitutional amendment which requires a referendum. So that is why it's on a statewide ballot, because even though it has to do with New York City, it needs a statewide referendum. Should should that be the proposition to change that rule in general so that, you know, it doesn't need a statewide referendum to uh, change? That's a good point. Maybe that should be the proposition <laughs> on the bay. It might take like an extra year or something to really uh, hammer it through, but I don't know. Uh, one thing I don't like about heading to the polls is it's not as fun to take your kids anymore. You know, gone are the big poll curtains with the lever and well, all that the was tabs, so much fun. Right. And, you know, that's something that's, you know, fun to do. If you're a kid, you can go in with your parents and see, you know, how it works. And you got the big whoosh, the curtain and everything like that. Easy to hold. Now, you know, I'm going to take uh, my son today and he's just going to be grabbing at the pen, wanting to draw on the ballot. <laughs> you know, it's just it's not really the same. Are you going to let him fill in one of the circles? No, he no. is not. Uh, no, cannot be trusted to do that. But, you know, I, I will say this about the lever uh, compared to what we do now is, you know, the older I get, the more I, I look candidate to candidate and not just party line voting. I will admit uh, when I first voted when I was 18, party line voter. Uh, I've now, you know, I will know candidate by candidate in those lever systems. You have the option to just click the you know to just do the one lever for your whole party i like now that you actually do have to i'm not sure it changes anyone's mind but it doesn't uh promote that party line voting and maybe give you a second chance to look candidate to candidate because like i said the older i get i look more at the candidate not the party i think i only had it once uh from the time i turned 18 there was the first election i was able to vote in you had the uh, the lever and all the little tick 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 yeah. tick uh, things and then ever since then it's been a piece of paper That's not right. as fun no know. it's not What's just uh, doesn't hit the same way. Let's uh, head to Bill in Williamsville. Bill, are you going to the polls today? Oh, absolutely. I've been voting since I was able to. What? Uh, legally, I should say. But <laughs> <laughs> far as the system goes, uh, David and I discussed it once before, and uh, as he said, it's a good system, but it's the people. But I think that it's, it's really the, the system and the people. The system... By this day and age and the technology we deal with, it sh there, there should be no doubt. And my at my age and, and years and experience of business and that, I don't trust it. I don't trust it since uh, the last uh, major election, and I, it's been many skepticisms before that. So that's, that's how I feel. I still vote, which if you don't vote, you don't have a voice. So. That's all I Bill, I appreciate the call. And I think it's it, it's disappointing because you, you do have you know people out there that are questioning uh, the legitimacy of their vote, and 
you know, this didn't just start last year. This has been going on for a while. And to see some of these, it, it would be nice to see, you know, some people's concerns addressed on the ballot um, just to make people feel more confident in their vote. Uh, again, you know what's going around and, and putting numbers three and four in there without the ID thing. I, I, to me, it just it's like you don't care that there are uh, there are people in your state that don't trust uh, that their vote is counting. Well, you're going to find out how many people care and uh, you know want to vote on it That's by true. putting it on the ballot. I mean, you say it's not. It, it is on the back of the ballot. I would encourage anyone who feels that way. To, and I, that's a media wrongdoing. You know, if you don't have trust, especially locally, especially talking this year, I, I would encourage you to go back and listen to any of our interviews with Ralph Moore, uh, Jeremy Zellner when he's in his role as election commissioner. And, you know, listen to them talk and listen to them talk about the process and how the votes are counted and, and where the votes are stored and, and what is and isn't done with your ballot and you know how much planning goes into this year round they're working every single day and please go back and listen to those interviews and tell me what about them would say to you that i don't trust the system because i listen to them and i absolutely trust the system i trust that i put my vote in that machine it's stored on a little hard drive that hard drive is then, you know, plopped into where, you know, it goes through the chain of command through these election, you know, poll inspectors and election workers, and it's counted. And I, there's never been some crazy problem or humongous complaints of voter fraud or anything like that here in Western New York in the previous, you know, in the recent future, at least, to make me say that I have anything other than the utmost trust that my vote is being counted the right way. I mean, you want (laughs) the mayor of however many years lost Lost. a very narrow election (laughs) to a complete unknown. I mean, that's what happens in fair elections when, you know, the result is what you get. I I mean, you think if these were steered in any way, that would have absolutely not. So I, I really stop listening to just rhetoric that's out there and start listening to the people who are actually in charge of it because we talk, we've talked to Ralph four times this week and, and listen to him talk and, and, you know, come away from that with anything other than trust. And, and I don't know, you know, what I can tell you. I, I think you're probably looking at the world uh, under that lens. And I don't disagree with you. Uh, all, all, I, all I say is I, I think, you know, those people are out there that do have a trust issue. And we'll, we'll see. As you said, we'll see how those questions go. I am not in there. As you said, listen back to those interviews. I, I, I know my vote's going to be counted and I can't wait to go and cast my vote. And at nine o'clock when the polls close, we will have live coverage right here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Tom Puckett, David Bellavia, uh, Professor Jacob Nyheisel, and Carl Calabrese in studio and the WBEN news team. Uh, at all the locations, getting those results and getting reactions. David Bellavia is next here on News Radio 930 WBEN. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams. Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. Will always be worth it. 
Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.